Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Supercell with Jeff Wilson and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, it's just gone 7 o'clock, and, uh, well, he's already been on the clock for half an hour. Jeff uh, Wilson is with us on the Super South, mate. That is, uh, yeah, you're doing half a Beaver's job for him. Uh, what's the contract looking like? Well, I tell you what, interesting. I've just seen a text that's came through, and this is brilliant. This is Brian sent this through. Stephen, did you even get a word on it? Or Jeff, thieve all the oxygen out of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been excited when I got in the chair. I couldn't wait to start talking about something, Ricardo. So I'm looking forward to catching up with Tony Brown so he can take all the oxygen and give us a bit of an update on what's happening with the Highlanders. How are you going, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I, I, I fear that we're, we're both in the in the same boat a bit, mate. Obviously, uh, your your Highlanders thirteen nil up over third after thirteen minutes against the Satyrs. How close were you to sending Marshy a text at that point? Did you already have it written and composed and ready to rock and roll as soon as the final whistle went? Yeah, well, I know that thir- when you're up thirteen nil, thirteen nil, and the only game's really just begun, it doesn't mean anything, right? I mean, reality is, with the, when you're playing the Crusaders, you've got to put on a, an eighty minute performance in the second half. We weren't able to get it done, but. I did see some positive signs. You know, the fact they come out of the gates really, really quickly. You know, the Sevu try, Reese, you know, a quick tap was a major, major turning point. The momentum swung, and but it's the Crusaders we're talking about, right? This is a team who knows how to win. Uh, they did well the week before. Uh, you know, they're really, really solid and they're only going to get better. But, I, you know, I thought all of the New Zealand teams actually took a, a real big step forward. So, you know, I think from the Highlanders' point of view, um, you know, there's some concern still when you're 0-2, but... And, and I'm looking forward to see if I can get an update on Ethan DeGroote who went off in the first half. And you want to make sure that you know one of your players who's really, really looking to have a big season you know, is, is hopefully going to be all right. But for that group, they got some more game time together. And I'm hopeful that you know, come this weekend, you know, they are up against the Hurricanes team in Wellington. That's going to be a really tough assignment. But you know, confident they can take another step forward. And, and you know, this, is, uh, this is another big opportunity for them. At some point, we're going to get some momentum. Yeah, you do. Uh, it's something that I don't think enough has been made of, Jeff. And I keen to get your thoughts on this. I, I brought it up with Marshy, who sort of uh, was was quite keen to bury it. But uh, Mitch Drummond, uh, that deliberate knockdown uh, from Aaron Smith when it looked like the Highlanders would have been in in the corner and it could have potentially been eighteen or twenty nil. How is that not a sinbin? Yeah, look. I- I mean, there's there's always moments in every game, and it's one of the most controversial parts of the game. And of course, Justin wanted to bury it, but he is the most vocal of it when it comes to a knockdown. <laughs> he thinks it's an automatic get him on out there, you know. So I think there was no doubt. Um, it's it's always marginal one of those, you know, whether or not you're you're trying to catch the ball, and, and in this case, you know, 
It wasn't it, marginal, mate. It wasn't marginal. It well, was a it deliberate was, knockdown. It was, it was a big moment in the game. But in saying that, there were a number of things that the Highlanders could control. Uh, and so, you know, look at that and go, um, yep, maybe we should have maybe got some more support from the refereeing staff there. But, but in the end, you, you were still well in, con- in control of the game. And you had plenty of opportunity. And that's probably been, you know, the Highlanders' biggest challenge against the New Zealand sides. Going back to last year as well, really good at getting themselves in position to score tries just the last five metres in the red zone, uh, getting themselves across the line. And the hard, the hard thing at the moment for every team is the worst thing you can possibly do is get held up in goal as well. You know, so if you, if you go for it and you don't quite get there, you know, the, the, the loss of that advantage in five metre scrum means a goal line dropout. And so every moment, every opportunity you get, and I think Mitch Hunt was the same way, he, he got himself held up. That would have been a big moment in the game in terms of um, what the contest could have turned out like. But... I've got to stay positive. That's exactly what I'm going to do. This is a long season. Got to play the long game. And for the Highlanders, you know, I think there were, like I say, some 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 solid signs. The the, the performance of guys like Shannon Frizzell, I thought, who took a big step up, was really physical and played well for as long as he was on. You know, I, I think they can start building on that. Yeah, I thought uh, Manaki Selby Rickon mm. for a second week in a row was huge as well against a very big and very experienced pack. I mean, he's going up against two all-black locks, all-black incumbents, you know, and he and I thought he performed really well. Yeah, type five is going to be a challenge uh, through the course of the year. Um, you'd have to say, though, the reserves for the, Cru- the Crusaders, particularly up front, come on and put some real pressure on it. And uh, look, George Bauer looks as though he's a guy who's really, really benefited of a year um, in, a, in an all-black environment. And so that pressure up front... You know, uh, you, you need to play uh, a certain style of football against the Crusaders. You can't present them in opportunities. And in the end, gave them too many chances. Yeah, too many chances indeed. What about uh, Josh Timu? Uh, he's another one we should probably check with Tony about. He he went off that. Didn't look good, did it? No, it didn't look good. And, and it's just one of those things, you know, that the attrition is going to be a challenge. Um, like I said, I, what I did think about the Highlanders squad, though, they, they do have guys... Um, who, who you're not going to get like for like, but you've got guys of similar experience, which is sometimes it's not huge. They don't have a huge amount of experience. Once again, looking forward to hearing from Brownie in and around that about where they go to next. But but for them, in some ways, it's about incremental improvement, and that's what they got a bit of last year. As struggled a little bit in Super Rugby Aotearoa, but when they went to the Trans Tasman competition, you know they were good enough to make their way to the final. So, you know the. For a lot of teams, it's at this stage of the year, they're asking significant questions. And, of course, a number of teams are still in that uh, situation. The Fiji and Drua will be doing the same, as will, obviously, Moana, Pacifica. haven't managed to play a game just yet. So, you know, I think everyone is in a unique situation right now. Yeah, they are. And uh, we've got a unique situation for you because on a Sunday between 1 and 3, it is uh, myself and Justin Marshall doing the rugby run. And this weekend, we've got a Dometic Cool Ice WCI 33 roto-moulded ice box to give away. It holds 33 litres. It holds big bots standing up. And if you put ice in it, two days later, it's still ice. How good is that? You know Marshy wants one. He'll be on the blag. Uh, but we're going to play match Marshy. If your player of the round is the same as Marshy's, text it in during that show. And at the end of the show, we'll announce Marshy's. And, you know, if you've got the same as Marshy, then that could be yours. So uh, we've got that coming up. And don't worry, Jeff. I can see you looking going, where's mine? We'll try and sort that out for you as well. <laughs> up next, Tony Brown, the coach of the Highlanders, joins us here on SENZ. This is Super South. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Super South, talking the Highlanders rugby with Jeff Wilson and Ricardo Ball on SENZ.
Yeah, this is uh, the Super South where we just talk Highlanders for half an hour, Jeff Wilson and myself, and we're joined uh, by the man who coaches that team, Tony Brown. How are you doing, Brownie? Uh, very good. Good evening. Yeah, good evening to you too, mate. Hopefully, hopefully we've lifted the curse because the first two shows, Jeff has worn his old Highlanders jersey into the studio and now he's wearing a T-shirt that's not the Highlanders jersey. So hopefully we can put everything, the 0-2 the so far, down to Jeff wearing his old Highlanders jersey in the studio. Oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, let's do that, mate. Absolutely, with 100%. Mate, you know I'm keeping the faith. Brownie, look, uh, you're a couple of games in. What did you make of your second-up performance? But it's, it did look as though the team took a step forward. Yeah, that's right. Um, obviously pretty disappointing um, first-up effort. Uh, we just didn't quite execute there against the Chiefs and um, probably played pretty poorly, really. Um but uh, you know, second time round against the Crusaders, the old the old foe, um, I felt as though the effort and the execution were right up there with um, some of our best games um, in previous years. So what does it take then, mate? Until until the last until the last fifteen <laughs> until the last fifteen <laughs> minutes, yeah. And that, and that's where you talk about it. What, what is it next then? What's the next step forward? You, you, you've got the Hurricanes this weekend. We saw the way that they're playing, but for you. Are you still very much about establishing what it is you're trying to do? Yeah, definitely. I, I think um, you know we're still building what our game is, um, and I think we saw a, a lot of that um, for that first sort of 60 minutes, um, and then being able to you know continue that for the full 80 and deal with those situations when the pressure's really on and, and be able to execute um, to be able to win games rather than sort of. I guess um, letting the Crusaders in um, at the end there to, to beat us. So I think there's a difference at, the, at this level and even at the highest level is being able to operate in, you know, those that, in, under extreme pressure and when the game's on the line. Uh, Tony, we, um, we we saw you start really well. I mean, thirteen nil up, thirteen thirteen uh, minutes in. Um, what was the what was the message to the boys when they went out there, and how did you, how did you go about starving the Crusaders of possession so much in that first 20 minutes? Yeah, I think the boys were pretty frustrated with what happened in week one um, and they really wanted to lift the intensity around the individual performance and um, come with a lot more, I guess, aggression and collision and I, I think um, you know, that put the Crusaders under a, sort of more pressure than they had been in, in week one, which created a lot of pressure on their game and created a lot of opportunities for us and um, we saw a lot of turnovers from them, a lot of penalties and you know that's when we were sort of playing at our best in that, and especially in the, the first 20 minutes there. Brownie, has it been an unusual start given the fact that of course the uncertainty moving to Queenstown then the fact having to ret- return back to Dunedin, uh, does it sort of feel as though the team's managed to find a rhythm in terms of the day by day? Yeah, it's a little bit difficult. We don't really know what's going on day by day by day. You know, we just sort of show up on in the morning, and you know, we we just try and get through the day, and um, we're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow. So, all the all the things that we're used to around um, the draw, who we're playing next, um, our training venues, our gyms, you know, all of that's up in the air now, and we're <clears throat> um, you know having to adapt different um, circumstances every day and it's making it difficult for the players but um, 
it's the same, but in saying that, it's the same for every team. Every team's all over the place at the moment, and um, you know, the team that's that is adapting the best and um, is going to have the you know best results going forward. Look, the referees had uh, particular things they were working hard um, uh, to adjudicate on during the course of this season. How, how do you think the games have been played in terms of mindset by all of the teams over the first couple of weeks? Do you get the sense the teams are looking to play with a higher tempo as the referees are trying to referee? I think there's uh, definitely been a shift um, in trying to hold position uh, this year and than, than it was last year. You know, last year <clears throat> teams were afraid to hold the ball because you know they were rewarding the defence so much. So I think well, now if you if you're able to hold position, you can create pressure, and, and you're seeing a lot of penalties um, created from that, um, which you know just puts the team under the pump. So I think holding the ball this year is, is going to be a lot easier the way that the referees are refereeing, and hopefully a lot more exciting to watch for the punters and Tony you know when Josh Timu went off obviously not ideal to lose him to an injury that early and given that you'd gone in with a 6-2 split on the bench how much did that affect things that you were able to do oh I did a little bit um, but uh, I thought Marty Banks did a good job coming on there um, you know obviously the first 5-8 and but um, did a good job filling in at fullback there and and moving Connor to the wing, um, where I thought he had a um, pretty good game there. So it's always, it's always a risk when you um, go 6-2 and you get an early injury. Um, it just means you can't quite um, have the impact that you want at the back end of the game. So a little bit frustrating, um, more so for him. Um, I think he's out for six weeks now. So um, he'd had a good start to, to his Super Rugby career and... Um, Frustratingly, he's been cut a little bit short, but hopefully we can get him back at the end. Yeah, he had shown some really nice signs in the first um, couple of games, particularly week one. Uh, what, what about um, the status of Ethan De Groot? He, he goes off just before half time, and how serious you're talking there? And you know, he's a player who made a big impact last season. Um, any idea, you know, the length of time he might be on the sideline, or is he, is he come right? Yeah, he's still Ethan's still sort of building his match fitness up and. You know, it's been a late starter with the All Black uh, rest periods. Um, so I think he was more um, buggered than sore. Um, he's come <laughs> come pretty good, um, you know, in the last couple of days. So he should be good to go. Oh, outstanding. That's great news. That's what I, that's what I love to hear. Let's turn our attention to what's coming up then. Um, you've got the Hurricanes. Uh, look, look at their last 10 minutes against uh, the Blues on the weekend was outstanding. Um, you would have done your homework already uh, and, and prepared for them, but what, what are you expecting you know, come this weekend? Yeah, it was a fantastic uh, finish, I, I guess, to that game, which, you know, when you're in Super Rugby games are, are played like that and they have finishes like that, it's definitely the best competition in the world. So um, it was an exciting watch for myself with a couple of red wines. Um, <laughs> so it was... Um, yeah, that sort of just heightens the awareness of how dangerous they are. Um, just two key players, really, for me, are, um, obviously Geordie Barrett and Artie Severe. And, you know, being able to shut those two guys down is, um, you know, a big part of winning the game. So um, we'll be looking to do that and, um, you know, hopefully looking to continue what, we've, what we sort of worked on last week and bring the same intensity, same, same physicality and, 
should be another crack again. I'll just ask you about that because they, they seem to be in a similar mindset. You're talking about about holding on to the ball and, and, and trusting their, their ability to play. Is that the sort of game that do you think is going to suit the Highlanders? Um, I think if we get it right, um, <laughs> it will. Um, you know, it's always it's always a fine balance between position versus um, you know giving the other team the ball and um, backing your defence. So the teams that you know have a, have a good balance of both um, tend to tend to win most games. Um, teams that hold the ball too much um, tend to struggle with the back end of games. So um, you've got to get the balance right, and you've got to be really good on. Um, transitioning to defence and then transitioning to attack when you get the ball back. and um, I think uh, we didn't quite do that well enough in that last 20. and We gave the Crusaders just too much position um, and it sort of killed us. Yeah, just before we let you go, Tony, I mean, I thought um, we saw some really good signs against the Crusaders from Shannon Frizzell. He looked a step up second weekend uh, from the first week. Gareth Evans, I thought, was big for you, and so was uh, Menaki Selby Rickett. I mean, what, what? I suppose you look at, you mentioned Artie Savia, the strength of the Canes is is in that loose forwards particularly. If, 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 what's the game plan there? How do you try and shut Artie Savia in particular down with those guys? Yeah, it's a tough one with Artie because I think he's probably the one of the, you know, the best ball carriers in the world around post-contact metres. Um, he never dies in the in the tackle. He, you know, a lot of players, when you when you hit them in the tackle, they sort of go to ground and set up a ruck where he sort of powers through contact. So we've got to be, you know, pretty detailed around our collision when he's got the ball. Um, very difficult to shut down, but hopefully we can just contain him enough, um, you know, so he doesn't have a massive impact on the game. Um, and it's the same with, uh, you know, Geordie Barrett. He's he's um, so physical. He gets the ball so much. He was, his work rate is immense. And you know, he's a massive X factor player, especially when you get in, when he gets inside your 22. Yeah, I mean, he, he could run around with six on his back, couldn't he? At times, the way he plays the <laughs> game. Hanging out on the wing, finishing on the wing as well. Mate, Brownie, hey, look, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the faith, mate. I've got no doubt that this, it's the, that win is going to come sooner rather than later. And, uh, mate, you win on the weekend, my jersey's back on him. It's in, in, in studio. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, no, the boys are working hard. And, um, you know, when, you, when you've got a lot of young players, it takes a while to uh, get the experience at this level. So um, it's not from lack of effort and... Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure the boys will have a big one this weekend. Yeah, no, thanks very much, Tony. Thanks for coming on, mate. I really, uh, be really enjoying watching the team play this year, and uh, I wish you all the best of luck against the Canes this weekend, eh? Yeah, cheers. Looking forward to it. Cheers, Brownie. Cheers, mate. Go well. Go well. Tony Brown there, the uh, head coach of the Highlanders, uh, with us here on Super South Ricardo Ball, and uh, Jeff Wilson with you. What did you, what would you, you take out of that? I was a bit surprised about the Ethan de Groot. Uh, he was just a bit buggered. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a couple of shots, and you know, I suppose it's one of those things where a lot of these guys, particularly a lot of the All Blacks guys, have, have actually come on, uh, come back after a significant breakaway. You know, and so the tempo of the game, uh, being under the roof, it was definitely, it was fast. And, you know, that's actually just pleasing news if you're a Highlanders mm-hmm. fan. And it's a pleasing news, the fact that, you know, he just, he obviously took a bit of a knock at the end. The wind was, was done, so it was time to make a change. So um, bad, uh, bad news for Josh Timu, obviously, because he'd shown some really nice signs. Um, you know, interesting, as Brownie said, I mean, he, he's got an element of experience. There's no doubt about that. But there's still a lot of guys that haven't played a lot of games, not just of Super Rugby, but together. 
at this level. And, you know, that's the one thing is that, you know, the Highlanders quite often they pick up guys who maybe are coming out of other environments coming in. And, but, you know, like I think uh, there's no doubt they'll be working hard. Um, Brownie's expectation as a coach in particular is they get better every week. You know, and that's what we saw last year. That's what they're banking on, and you know, I'm pretty confident this group uh, can do that. You know, Brownie's such an understated individual. You know, he just goes about his business. Um, you know, and, and I, but I think the the players know well and truly the expectations. And as honesty, and honesty was they weren't good enough, right? Week one, you know, we couldn't play well. You know, we needed to play better, and they they showed some really good signs. And and then he said, the last 15 to 20 minutes they needed to to, to up their game. So look. You know, I'm definitely optimistic. I know these things take time, and, and uh, they've got a challenge in front of them. But as you say, Artie Salvia and Jordy Barrett, they're going to be a tough duo to shut down, but they'll have some plans. Yeah, well, actually, on that, um, I mean, a guy that will probably run into Jordy Barrett a bit this weekend, you'd imagine, is Sam Gilbert, who's a, another young player. Hey, it's, it's scary, isn't it, when you look at these guys' uh, bios and it says they were born in 1999. Oh, it always scares me a bit. But uh, how's, how's Sam Gilbert gone, do you think, so far? He's just a player who who just needs game time. I mean, so many of these guys need continually to get game time. And whether or not they've been banged up in the past or they haven't had the block of games where you get minutes under your belt and then you start to really learn what it's about to deliver on the biggest stage. And he's a guy, once again, you can see the physical attributes are there. It's just that ability to reduce the number of errors and have a positive impact on your opposition. And a lot of that comes around, particularly around understanding your kicking and running game. You know, So for me, there's danger. We saw he can finish. There's no doubt about that. He's big and he's strong. It's just about how he maximises his opportunities. You know, But that, that change they had to make, you talk, make, you had to talk about Connor Garden-Bashup having to go onto the wing, who to me, I think is a really exciting individual. So what they do in terms of their back three, their combination uh, this week, um, with Josh Timo being out, um, will be interesting to see. But yeah, I, I, look, I, I like the signs they're there, but you know they need to take the step up pretty quick. Yeah, they do. They do. Now we should have a look at the games this weekend. Of course, start Friday night, and uh, fingers crossed, Moana Pacifica make their debut. Uh, they're they're going to play the Crusaders, which is probably not exactly what you want. A Crusaders team that's uh, had two uh, pretty good hitouts uh, already this season, and you're coming in cold. Um, but we should do our picks, and I'm I'm picking you're going to go red and black here. Yeah, I am, and the results are relevant. Um, no judgment on Moana. They just need to get out and play. Uh, that'll be a really tough night at the office for them. So uh, clearly, a Crusaders win. Yep. Uh, what about the Drua versus the Rebels? Rebels were really bad on the weekend in a terrible game of rugby. And the Drua, though, weren't that much better against the Brumbies. Brumbies really, really good. But I'm picking this could be the first wing in Super Rugby for the Drua. That game, I think, has been shifted as well um, uh, due to the flooding, which just, uh, you know, it's just tragic times over there in Queensland, challenges they're going through. But I'm picking the Drua. Drua, OK. Uh, what about the Force hosting the Reds? Um... Force, like I say, they had a good win, but I'm not sure exactly how good they were. Um, I think the Reds will come out on top in that one. Okay, uh, the Blues and the Chiefs. <sighs> on the first it's the seventy minutes of the weekend, isn't it? Um, I think the Blues should win this game. I really okay. do. I think they'll build on, they'll learn from, and deliver um, in this game against the Chiefs, who have missed the game. I think you lose a bit of momentum with that. Um, and, and look, they weren't spectacular round one, but they were good. But I think the, the Blues showed the great signs. Um, Hurricanes Highlanders, do I need to ask? No, you don't need to ask. It's the, it's, it's the Highlanders show, so I'm picking the Highlanders, regardless of what I think. It's a big challenge for them, but I think they're good enough to get up over the top. And uh, finally, the Brumbies take on the Waratahs, who they should have beaten the Reds. They absolutely murdered that game, the Waratahs. Yeah, they did. The Brumbies at home, right? 
Um, mm. The Brumbies are niggly at home. They have really gone back to some of their great strengths. They've got some good players in key areas. Um, I'm picking them to beat the Waratahs. I'm not sure the Waratahs won no had a win just yet. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Ian Jones said to me, who's coming on next with, with Chiefs Mana, he said, Oh, Canberra's a horrible place to go. You know, it's such a horrible place. And da 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 da. da. And uh, as he got to the end of this thing about the, what a terrible place Canberra was, I was like, uh, Come on, I don't know about, about you, but I've always heard that Canberra's the Hamilton of Australia. And uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I think he kind of was like, oh, hang on a minute. You've what got what be, have you just said? You've got to be very careful. Whatever town, city in New Zealand you compare to Canberra. Like, there is nothing <laughs> like Canberra. Trust me. Like, it is the most bizarre place to go and play a game of rugby. Like, a, a, a manufactured city, which has got, it, it is, and then, and then you get to the point where it's freezing at the ground. Oh, you know, it's a, it's, and, and, you know, I was a Raiders fan, I must admit, when, in the early days of the NRL and, and those great Raiders teams. But I, you look at this, playing in, as a player, going to Canberra, taking on the Brumbies was not an enjoyable experience. Just because they were good at playing too and they just made it niggly and tough. But yeah. that's just, there's a George Gregan hangover there as well. So Probably Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Four more years. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 indeed. Hey, now, given that you've already done an extra half now, do you want to do another one and do the show with Carmo so I can go have a beer? Or, or no, what's the no, I'm, go- no. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. You know what? Uh, where's Brian? Brian, I've sucked all the oxygen out of the room. I'm leaving now. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Yeah. Good stuff, Jeff. This has been Super Back South for another week here on SENZ. We'll be back from 7 o'clock next Tuesday. Up next uh, the aforementioned Carmo Kid Ian Jones joins us for Chiefs Mana. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.